Welcome to the Thrive Vineyard Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message by our special guest speaker. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit thrivevineyard.com. It's a blessing to be with you. It's a blessing to have Molly and Kevin in our lives. Um, And probably some of you are anxious uh, about your pastors going into sabbatical. You shouldn't. You shouldn't. Because they have equipped you, right? They have discipled you for years. So you are capable to do the work because of that and because you have the Holy Spirit. So uh, just praying uh, these weeks, asking the Lord and the Holy Spirit, what should I give you guys? What should we give you? Uh, this passage came to my mind and it's really important. This is the first letter that Paul wrote and the church of Thessalonica was the church where Paul spent less time than the other churches. Just a few months. And imagine, imagine that you are living in this Roman town where everything is liberal. Everything that you can imagine. And your pastor has to live to keep planting churches. So that's the church of Thessalonica. So your pastors are not going for now to plant other churches, maybe in the future, right? But for now, it's only three months. And it's beautiful that Paul wrote him back because they were navigating through a few situations. People... Uh, teaching the wrong things in the church, famine, the emperor just decided by this time to increase the persecution on Christians. Fortunately, Thrive Vineyard, you are not going through that. But still, what we just read is very important to our lives, to your life as a church, and it's applicable. And there's a word, and we sung twice today about this word. And today I want to bring to you the importance of having joy. Say with me, hara. That's the word in Hebrew for joy. And it's a very distinctive word. Because joy in the Bible, hara. Is the expression of a satisfied soul. The expression of a satisfied soul. I want to ask you. Is your soul satisfied today? Remember that joy is very different than gladness. Way different. We can find joy in the midst of the heaviest storm in our lives. Because joy, say with me, joy Joy. is not a concept. Joy 
is a person. And his name is Jesus Christ. So that's why Thrive Vineyard, we want you to acknowledge the importance of having hara, joy. Now that you will be three months without your beloved and amazing and cool pastors, mis amigos. And just remember that as you go through tough situations in your life. That's how we call it in the vineyard, the tension between the already and not yet. So this joy, this hara, listen to me. It didn't come from Paul, even though he was a really cool guy in the Bible. All right? An amazing guy. That joy didn't come from him. That joy came from the preaching of the gospel salvation through the gospel and the work of the Holy Spirit in a personal life that influenced a community. That's where joy came from. And I want to awaken your uh, curiosity to, you can go and study a little bit the history of the church in Thessalonica. And you will say, man, I'm not going through through tough stuff. They were, they were. And still, Paul says, your joy is well known by everyone. Wow. How many of you have seen um, Gladiator with, with, uh, with, with the priest, uh, Russell Crowe? Before he became a priest, he was a gladiator. All right. So, if you have the DVD, go to the extended credits, and you will find this scene where they didn't put it in the movie, but it's in the extended credits, where um, they are taking Christian families, including babies, to be devoured by wild animals. This church was experiencing that. So... How's that they have this hara, this joy? So once again, it didn't come from Paul. It came from the gospel, salvation through the gospel and the work of the Holy Spirit. So how can we apply this text to our lives in 2023? Well, we need to consider the joy, the hara of living in community. Living in community. And listen, in these three months, without you pastors, Thrive Vineyard, you will have to have joy doing this. This is living in community through your small groups, prayers, through uh, gatherings with women, men, youth. You need to find joy, not in Kevin, not in Molly, but in Jesus Christ. And the gospel, remember, they have already equipped you and discipled you. So with this, you need to find and consider the love that should be for one another. And this time without them being present in Thrive Vineyard. To serve one another. To be an example to others. And this time... With joy, with hara. 
it will be really heartbreaking that after Kevin and Molly come back from their sabbatical, they might hear about a few really bad apples and fried vineyard, isn't it? But listen, you can live in community with joy. Once again, loving one another, serving one another, and being an example to one another. I want to invite you, Thrive Vineyard, to live a life of always pleasing our Father. A life that always pleases God. That's what this beautiful community of faith, our brothers and sisters, 2,000 years ago did. And the Paul tells them, dude, you guys, you are all in. In your life, trying to please God in the midst of these hard situations. And I know that, I, that it's not easy to live a life that pleases God within the culture that we live, within the temptations, right? Each one of you right here, we have what is called shadow sides, dark sides. But in the midst of that... We need to submit our flesh and temptations and promptings at the feet of Jesus for the sake of joy, a life that pleases God. And you will have to continue doing that in these three months. Also, I want to invite you to have this joy, this hara of living a life of faithfulness towards God. Listen to me. Someone is unfaithful to their family and to their spouse when they stop being faithful to God. No one can be faithful to God and be unfaithful to their family and spouse. That has to be up front. No one can say, I am a good Christian, but I'm cheating on my wife. No, dude. No. Don't play that game with me. You're just playing games. If you are faithful to God, you will be faithful to your family, to your kids, to your community of faith. And you guys should have joy in saying, yeah, I want to live a faithful God towards God. I'm going to do that. I'm going to pursue that. Not because I want to show how cool I am, only because I was born in Mexico City, the paradise in the Bible. <laughs> no, no, no. It's because there's this love who came to me without seeking him and have compassion and save me. And that love is Jesus Christ. So we should have this kind of joy and be faithful towards God and to live a life of faithfulness towards God. Also, the joy of living with the desire to be used by God. The desire to be used by God. Remember, it's really cool to serve here on Sundays, right? Super cool. 
But we are called to be the church as we go through the world. Every day. Um, when, when I had a conversation with my mentor and best friend, uh, he gave me uh, this book called Everyday Church by a guy um, who lives in, in England. And his premise is, be the church every day. And whatever you are, whatever you do, whatever you might be, just be the church. And serve others, love others, and have that desire to be used by God. Remember, we as a vineyard, we are not of shame. We are not ashamed to pray for healing in a workplace. We don't, we, we are not ashamed to, to pray for healing or for someone in Walmart or Aldi or if you are more scale, uh, Whole Foods, I don't know, <laughs> or Mariano's, right? We go and we are open to whatever the Holy Spirit leads us to do. And hey, how can I pray for you? Listen, I have this weird prompting. But I want to let you know that God, Jesus, da, 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 da. We need to, we should have this desire to be used by God. And, and uh, those who we are eager to be used by the Holy Spirit and by our Lord. And we are eager to model the kingdom. Here and there, just like Kevin mentioned, here and there, we see really cool things. Really cool things. I remember, uh, now I'm working full time, but two years ago, I was a bivocational pastor. And I worked in the uh, aerospace field and, and uh, engineering and quality control. So one day, the uh, secretary, he was limping. And I asked her, hey, what's wrong with you? And she said, I have a really bad knee, really bad knee, and uh, I need surgery. And I just said to her, can I pray for you? And she looked at me like, you pervert, nasty dude. <laughs> because it was the knee, you know? So I said, no worries, just you put the hand. I'm going to put my hand over your hand. Everything is cool. We have cameras here, so... <laughs> All right. And uh, I pray for her, believing that the Lord can heal her. And the Lord amazed me and I met her. And she didn't have to have surgery after that. It's because I'm cool and because I'm Mexican from Mexico City. <laughs> no, no, it's because Jesus is alive. And he wants to use us. He wants to use us. So let's be open to that and to have hara and to have joy. All right? So keep doing what you've been doing, what you've been learning from Kevin and Molly all these years, all this time. Keep doing that. Keep praying for the sick. Keep praying for those who have broken hearts, inner healing. And let's see how the Lord surprises you. Also, 
I want to invite you to have joy, hara of living, to always show love towards others, mercy and empathy towards others. Paul tells them that the way that you treat others is well known to everyone. The way that you serve others is well known to everyone. Imagine, family, imagine that your community, okay, might say a lot of times, those guys in Thrive Vineyard, man, how they love their neighborhood. How they love us. How they care for us. They are not after our money. Because that's the thing that we as the pastors have, right? But imagine that you can have that joy that comes to show love, mercy, empathy. And let me remind you this. Little by little, Romans became Christians because they saw Christians do things that Romans didn't do in their communities. All right? So, let me say who is pro-woman. Who is the first feminist? Do you know who? Jesus. Because he's the one who gives a place to every woman. So the Christians started to care for the orphans, for the widows. Romans, man, they were, they didn't care for their fellow citizens. And the Christians did. And that's why Romans, little by little, they started to see the gospel and the kingdom model through them. And my desire is that you can find joy modeling the kingdom and modeling the gospel. Wherever you go, wherever you are. And lastly, I want to invite you, Thrive Vineyard, in this time to have joy, hara, as you live imitating Jesus. That's what we read here, right? Imitating Jesus. And being an imitator, what, 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 what does that mean? It means someone who behaves and reproduces the characteristics of another person. In this case, our Lord and King Jesus Christ. Imitating Jesus. We should be the, the first one. To say to people, come, come. We want to love you. We want to serve you. If you are struggling with this, if you are struggling with that, we want to walk alongside of you. If you don't have a healthy marriage, don't worry about it. Let us walk alongside of you. If you feel alone, if you're struggling with X, Y, or Z, come as you are. We want to walk alongside of you. We want to serve you. The way that Jesus Christ did. And let me tell you this. Listen. At Lavinia Gurney. We have people. That are struggling. With a lot of things. A lot of things. We have people. Who are struggling with porn. Men and women. 
with alcoholism, with drugs, with gender dysphoria. And guess what? They are there. We are there to walk alongside of them because we want to imitate Jesus. Jesus came, came to save those who are lost, not those who think that they are found. And we should model that. You should model that as a church thrive vineyard. And you should always be led by the Spirit to love, to serve, to be open to others, and to walk alongside of them. So, you might say, and, and I'm going to end up with this, why should be an imitator of Jesus? Why? Well, because, first of all, God chose you. God chose you to be His child and to be saved. Second, because God reveals to you, to us, who He is through His Word. That's why we should imitate Jesus. Also because the Holy Spirit lives in me, in you, and He's working in me and in you, and He wants to work through you as well. And lastly, because the people around you, around me, around us, need to hear and see the good news of the gospel and the good news of Jesus Christ. And all this, all this thrive being a family, the engine of all this should be hara, joy, joy, not a burden, a joy. So I want to invite the leadership of Thrive Vineyard. Just keep the ball rolling. Just keep equipping others. Just keep ministering others. And Thrive Vineyard Church, I want to let you know that the Lord is with you. He's for you. And He wants to keep you using you in an amazing way. Be open to that. Be open to that. Don't, don't, don't let um, anxiety and, and, and frustration and doubt come between you and what the Lord wants to do through you and for you. Amen? I want to invite you to stand up. So say this to those around you. Let's get to work. Let's get to work. Now, if you are here... Visiting Thrive Vineyard. This is probably your first, second, or third time. I want to let you know that you are in, a, in, in the right place. The people of Thrive Vineyard is going to love you. Is going to walk alongside of you. And the most important thing is that Jesus Christ has a plan for you. For your marriage. For your family. If you are a single parent, the Lord has a plan for you in this stage in your life. And I'm really glad to see a lot of young people here. And I want to address you guys. Living your life for Jesus Christ is not a waste of time. It's a delight. So you shouldn't be ashamed 
of saying, you know what, I'm navigating through this thing called the Bible, Jesus, church. And my prayer for those who are here visiting and those who are exploring what's up with this thing called Christianity, my hope is that today, today can be the day of salvation for you. Today, this moment, the moment of salvation for you. No one, it doesn't matter what you've done in the past, no one is far away enough from the grace and salvation that Jesus Christ offers. No one, no one. So come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Ask for forgiveness. Repent from your sins. And and just tell Jesus, I want to know you so I can love you, so I can adore you. But I want to know you first. Speak to me. Show yourself to me. Reveal yourself to me. I want to know you. And you will see and you will experience what an amazing Savior, God, friend, good shepherd, Jesus Christ is. Let's pray together. Come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. I do not know the condition of your heart. I do not know what kind of situation you are experiencing. Maybe you are going through a physical difficulty. You are going through divorce. A really bad marriage. Really bad relationship with your parents. You are struggling with a lot of things that you know that are not going to lead you anywhere and still you are pursuing them. I just pray that the Holy Spirit can bring conviction at this moment and touch you and heal you and renew your mind and soften your heart. And Lord Jesus, I pray in this moment that you can touch touch us. Do your work, Lord.